welcome to Meet Me at the Movies. I am Noel T. Manning II, and that is Thomas Manning, and this is an extra edition. We're going to talk about Top Gun Maverick, uh, the movie that we've been waiting for, Thomas, for what seems like forever. Yeah, yeah, so we have been seeing marketing for this since, I think, 2019, and uh, here we are in May of 2022 with director Joseph Kaczynski helming the sequel to Tony Scott's 1986 film, 36 Years Later. That is absolutely bizarre and and nuts because when you talk about legacy films, when you talk about legacy sequels, 36 years, you know, you're almost talking four decades in between. That is just, I, I can't even fathom something like that. I mean, the probably the one that goes back the furthest when I think about between Psycho and Psycho 2, but to do something like this today, I, I think it's, is testing some waters or either uh, testing some uh, some some skyways. What do you think, man? Yeah, and I think bringing in uh, director Joseph Kaczynski was a very interesting and inspired choice here. He's not exactly the most recognizable name out there, but he has a really solid track record over the past decade or so. Um, in 2010, he directed another Legacy sequel, Tron Legacy. Uh, but Legacy is in the name, so... Uh, and, you know, that one, it saw decent uh, box office success and had, uh, you know, kind of middling reviews on that one. But uh, there are a lot of people who pointed that one as like one of the best 3D films ever made. Um, and Kaczynski has also worked with Tom Cruise in th 2013 on the film Oblivion. Uh, and then a few years ago in 2017, he directed this uh, natural disaster drama called Only the Brave. And it was based on the true story of a group of firefighters from Arizona uh, fighting this just devastating wildfire in 2013. And it's a really tragic story, but that film was very well received by critics. Uh, starred Josh Brolin, Miles Teller, Jeff Bridges, Jennifer Connelly, among others. And uh, Teller and Connelly, you'll recognize those two as, uh, you know, they're coming back to work with Kaczynski and Top Gun Maverick, if you want to speak about uh, them a little bit. Yeah, I, I think the casting in, in this film was so solid. Uh, I mean, Tom Cruise reprising his role uh, as well, uh, which we, we knew was going to happen. Tom Cruise had his fingerprints all over Top Gun Maverick. And it was Cruise that wanted to wait and release this film when moviegoers, when audiences were ready for that big screen uh, experience again. You know, a few years ago... We saw Tenet released when it probably shouldn't have been. It probably should have held off. You and I have talked about that. And I think uh, it was the right move, absolutely the right move, to hold this movie until now because I think now uh, audiences are ready. And uh, I, I said this as soon as I watched the movie Top Gun Maverick, and I'm giving you a, a tease of what my, my uh, rating is going to be. I said movies like this are made for summer or summer's are made for movies like this and and that that is is without a doubt how i feel about top gun maverick yeah and you mentioned tenant that that factor is interesting to consider um and as we talked about coming home from the screening a few nights ago i think ultimately what it boils down to is that tom cruise just understands the film industry better than most people out there better than even christopher nolan who what he, Christopher Nolan was trying to quote save cinemas with Tenet by keeping it in theaters back in 2020, but Tom Cruise has a much better grasp on the reality here uh, by holding off 
and uh, having this be the summer blockbuster of 2022. Um, and, you know, regarding my personal connection with the original Top Gun, I didn't even see it for the first time until last summer. Um, it's and it's it's a technical marvel. I have to admit that. And it's as an icon in pop culture, it's, you know, it's undebatably one of the most iconic films, uh, definitely of the 80s and really of the past, you know, 50 years or so. But I think the original as an overall film, uh, I didn't quite see it going beyond good status into great status. Um, but I think that has changed with uh, the sequel, Top Gun Maverick. Oh, absolutely. I, I think that films like this, Top Gun Maverick, uh, are made for the largest screen you can possibly see uh, and also uh, wherever you can find the best sound. If you have that, you are going to have an immersive experience. And I mean immersive. Uh, you and I and, and, and uh, one of your good friends from Gardner-Webb University, uh, Tremaine Booker, we sat together and our, our seats were shaking. I mean, we felt like we were in it. And you and I have actually talked about maybe we need to go check out the 4DX experience so we really can have our seats shaking. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And as impressive as it is on a technical standpoint, uh, you know, building on the foundations of the original I think what separates this from the original is just how how um, how beautiful the script is. Um, so there are five credited writers for this film, but I think the one with the most recognizable fingerprints on it is uh, Christopher McQuarrie. So Tom Cruise and McQuarrie, they've worked together on something like 10 films together now. Uh, I think most notably their work on Edge of Tomorrow and then the Mission Impossible films. Uh, McQuarrie's actually directed the past two Mission Impossible films, and it's also going to be directing the next two. And if you watch any of these films, you kind of begin to understand that Macquarie loves nothing more than to put his protagonist through the wildest, like, death-defying scenarios possible. And he makes sure that they never get a chance to breathe, never get a chance to relax, and that they earn every bit of their survival. And I think you would agree that that is a very prevalent theme here in Top Gun Maverick. Oh, absolutely. And uh, one of uh, your former uh, English professors uh, asked the question, is, is the story, is it more than just a popcorn flick? Is there something deeper here? And absolutely, this movie is much more than fan service. Uh, yeah, without a doubt, it is reborn nostalgia. So if you saw the first film, you're going to appreciate it. There, there are definite nods throughout. And it can't, you can't not have that in a film like this. You've got to have that, but yet there was something fresh. There was this new energy, and talk about emotional punch, Thomas. There was an emotional punch here. Uh, there was one scene between, between Tom Cruise and Val Kilmer. Val Kilmer played Iceman uh, in the first film, and here he's an admiral, and there's this scene of them in this study, in this library, and I gotta tell you, uh, it'll make your eyeballs sweat. I mean, it was it was it had an emotional punch, uh, without a doubt. And the casting you talked about Miles Teller earlier, uh, Miles Teller as the son of Goose from the original, perfect casting. And it, I think his character adds to a deep, deep layer for the storyline. And talk about character arcs, story arcs. Uh, yeah, this this movie is is pretty phenomenal from that standpoint. Uh, and uh, I, I'm with you. I think it actually offers more uh, than the original. Yeah, the character arcs truly are just remarkably crafted. 
uh, you know, all the main players in this film undergo some kind of significant change by the time all is said and done. And, you know, it's through their actions, through their words, and even just the unspoken looks on their faces that are just filled with emotion. All of that guides this character progress and character development. And you don't really see uh, character work like that, this nuanced and an emotional through line, this effective in uh, big budget action blockbusters like this. And it's, it's exceeding, exceedingly rare to see something uh, with this much um, balance between you know, narrative, emotional weight, and just um, spectacle and uh, technical, physical craft. Yeah, there's heart, there's organic humor in this, and, and you see that playing out through the characters. And we didn't even really touch on the action, but there is some high-flying action. Oh, is there action uh, in this movie? Uh, Tom Cruise, he's just, he's, he's simply an amazing movie star. Uh, over four decades, he's continued to produce work and content that finds ways to engage viewers. Now, not every single one of his movies throughout these decades have been hits, but I tell you, it doesn't stop this guy from continuing to try. And if you haven't seen the trailer for the Mission Impossible film that's coming up down the road, check that out, because Cruz is so involved in every aspect of, the, of his film, and you mentioned it earlier, he knows the movie industry, and he knows what works, and he knows what doesn't work. And uh, he's, he's simply incredible. Yeah, and you mentioned Mission Impossible there. Uh, so Mission Impossible has been a film, the, the next one has been one that I've been waiting for for a long time. And uh, it's been delayed many times as well. So it's not coming until next July, July of 23. Um, but I think the best compliment that I can give to this film, or one of the best, and something that I can use to uh, encourage other people to go out and see it, is that, if you're a fan of Mission Impossible and can't wait for Dead Reckoning, then this might tide you over for the next year uh, because it has um, everything that, uh, you know, has all of Tom Cruise's just DNA throughout the entire film. Yeah, absolutely. And for those who have kept their distance from theaters uh, during the pandemic, uh, like, like many of us have, I think this is the movie that audiences have been waiting for. So if you feel like you're ready to go back uh, into a theater. Uh, I think this is the one that's going to bring audiences back. Now, we did have uh, Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Badness that did pretty well. It's continued to do pretty well. But I, I, with this movie, Thomas, theaters across the country are already selling out for the first time since 2019. So I think that says a lot for what the expectations are for this. You and I had high expectations for this film, and uh, it lived up to them. Um, one of the questions that I've continued to be asked for those who knew that we went to see this early, they, they've asked, do I need to watch the original or go back and rewatch the original from 1986? So how do you feel about that? Yeah, I got a question. Uh, I got a, que a similar question from one of my best friends today, and uh, he's never seen the original. And I said, you know, I recommend watching it if you have the chance. But at the same time, all of the ca character introductions in this film give you everything you need to know right off the bat about these characters and about their past, about who they are, and, you know, uh, lays the foundations for the um, the development of their character over the course of the film. So I don't think you really have to watch it. I wouldn't say it's necessary to go see the original. Um, I mean, again, I'd say if you have the time, if you have the chance, it's never a bad idea to go back and watch a Tony Scott film. However, it's not absolutely necessary to appreciating 
Top Gun Maverick in its own right as an incredible film, you know, in its own standing. I feel the same way, and that's exactly what I've, I've shared, is that, yeah, if you, have the, if you have the time, it's worth it, because to be able to see and understand how we got to here, uh, and also to see how Tom Cruise has aged. I mean, I, I've always thought, this guy didn't age, but you actually see he was just a baby in Top Gun, the original. And so he has aged a little bit, but man, he's aged gracefully. And um, you're right, you do get backstory, you get some even just some one-liners that set up things from the past that even if you had never seen the original, you can still uh, appreciate this movie uh, for what it is. Uh, Top Gun Maverick truly is... Uh, an experienced film, Thomas, and I'm I'm planning to watch this one again and again, and I still can't stop smiling. You know, when we walked out of that theater, that was one of the things uh, somebody said, so how do you feel? I'm like, I just can't stop smiling because there's something about it that just reminds me of why I love going to the movies. Yeah, I would liken it to uh, going on a roller coaster ride at Carowinds or something and uh, just being like, all right, let's do it again. Let's hop on a ride again. And that's how we both felt after the screening. And uh, we've had to wait a few days, but I think this weekend, as soon as we get a chance, well, we're going to head right back to the theater. Absolutely. Uh, any final thoughts or comments you want to share before you give your rating for Top Gun Maverick? Uh, shout out to another screenwriter on the film, uh, Peter Craig. He was also the screenwriter for The Batman with Robert Pattinson. So, He's having a pretty good year, Um, and uh, so, yeah, I just had to throw that out there because having two of the biggest blockbusters, uh, you know, having credited on the story for those in the same same two-month period, that's that's crazy. Um, So, yeah, but uh, for for my grade, I'm sitting at really a solid A for this. Um, Not really anything much else to say about it, so. Yeah, I'm right there with you. Solid A rating for Top Gun Maverick uh, right here on this Meet Me at the Movies Extra. Uh, We appreciate you taking the time to spend with us uh, as we talk about a film that just keeps making us smile. It just keeps making us smile. Now, my smile is a little prettier than Tom Cruise's, but I don't know about Thomas's. What what do you think, man? I don't know. I got a pretty good smile. Yeah, I think. I really think so. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, uh, join us uh, each time we get a chance to talk to you about movies. You can you can follow full episodes uh, at c19.tv, or uh, if you're watching through uh, Spectrum Cable, you can find that just on channel 19 uh, in Cleveland County, uh, and uh, we can also listen to the podcast version through wgwg.org and the radio uh, show as well. So until next time, for Thomas Manning, I'm Little Thomas Manning the second. Uh, and you've been watching Meet Me in the Movies Extra. That's a wrap. Many films to view Until we meet again Next time we see you We'll gladly fill you in We'll tell about the happy and the sad ones Talk about the good ones and the bad ones Many films to view Till we meet again